Today's message is titled, Choose. Now, contrary to many people's beliefs, God is not a puppet master that is controlling our decisions, nor is He responsible for the many bad things that happen and go wrong in our lives. Yes, granted, we are often victims of the wrong choices of other people, and people can sometimes find themselves victims of situations that were beyond their control. But in the whole, our decisions really define our lives and not God's. God already has wonderful plans and purposes for His children. And He has already purposed long lives as promised in His scriptures. And He has numbered the days of our lives in His calendar and in His will. But ultimately, it is our choice whether we walk in His will or not. Even Jesus Christ had the choice to pursue His will or God's will. We see this in Luke 22 verse 42 in the New Living Translation. It reads, Father, if you are willing, please take this cup. Of my suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Jesus Christ could have chosen to have not carried out the will of God. He could have chosen to have avoided the cross, but he chose the will of God instead of his own will. Even in the beginning, the book of Genesis. Adam and Eve had a choice. We read this in Genesis 2 verse 16, the New Living Translation. And the Lord God warned him, Adam, you may freely, what is that? Free will. Eat of every tree in the garden. Choice. Except the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. So here we see that God's will was not for Adam and Eve to die. They were designed to live forever in the perfect Eden God made for His humanity. So He numbered the days of their life as infinite. But through their own free will, as indicated in that scripture, they chose to disobey God. And they were out of His will and destruction entered into them and the whole of humanity for that fact. Mankind has been paying the price for their bad choices ever since. You see, family, our choices are sown like seeds that either reap great rewards or great consequences, not God's choices. Listen, he has already made His choices clear for us in the Scriptures. But our own choice is whether we will follow His or not. Scripture says this in Galatians 6 verse 7 in the NIV. Don't be deceived. Wow. Don't be deceived. God cannot be mocked. This is set in stone. A man reaps what a man sows. Wow. Let's go to John 15 verse 1, Jesus speaking. He says, 
I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Any branch in me that does not bear fruit or that stops bearing fruit, he cuts away, trims off and takes away. And he cleanses and repeatedly prunes every branch that continues to bear fruit to make it bear more and richer and more excellent fruit. You are cleansed and pruned already because of the word which I have given you. That is the teachings I have discussed with you. Dwell in me and I will dwell in you. Live in me and I will live in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit of itself without abiding, being vitally united to the vine, neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me. I am the vine, says Jesus. You are the branches. Whoever lives in me and I in him will bear much and abundant fruit. However, apart from me, cut off from vital union with me, you can do nothing. If a person does not dwell in me, wow, he is thrown out like a broken off branch that withers. Such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire and they are burned. If you live in me, abide vitally united to me and my words, Bible scriptures, remain in you and continue to live in your hearts, then and only then can you ask whatever you will and it shall be done for you. And when you produce and bear much fruit, my Father is honored and glorified, and you show and prove yourselves to be the true followers of mine. You see, family, in the scripture, Jesus explains that you've got to hear this. The only way that we can ever, ever, ever enjoy a life of blessings and producing much fruit that glorifies God is only if we are vitally connected to Jesus Christ. Like a branch is vitally and intricately connected to the vine with each and every fiber consistently. He continues to say that apart from this, you've got to get this, this vital connection with Jesus Christ, which he further elaborates as living in and dwelling in him. Get this, we can do absolutely nothing. Wow. Jesus said that only through this vital connection with him, that we will produce the fruits that glorify God. 
only if we live and abide and dwell in Christ and in his word, which is Bible scriptures that needs to remain in us and in our hearts, as the scripture says, consistently filling us up daily and perpetually like a vine consistently flows through the branches. And only then can we ask anything from God and he will do it. And only then anything we do will be recognized as that of value to God. Everything else, family, we do apart from this vital connection to Jesus Christ is useless. It is meaningless. It is a waste of time and it will only result in our destruction like a dead branch. Jesus said, that if we as a branch, and he's talking about Christians, stop bearing fruit. So that means they were bearing fruit. By being disconnected from the vine, what does that mean? That's by growing cold in a relationship with God. Stop praying. Stop going to church. Stop reading our Bibles daily and vitally. We will be like a branch that was once full of leaves and maybe full of fruit that gets broken off and put aside. And maybe for a while it, it, everything looks okay, but slowly that branch will start to wither. The, tree, the leaves will dry up, the fruit will shrivel up and die. And unless we maintain, family, that vital connection, this will happen to us slowly, but it'll get to a point of such spiritual deadness and separation to God that it could result in us being thrown into the fires of hell like a dead, lifeless, useless branch is burned up in a fire. And family, that's not God's choice, family. It never was, family. We can anytime freely connect to this wonderful life source of peace and joy and hope, belonging, freedom and blessings, which is a life vitally connected to God. Or we can choose to disconnect and slowly wither and die. Family, we minister to people every single day of the week. And so many people that we speak to experience significant challenges in their lives. And we will all experience challenges because the scripture said, remember, that in John 15 verse 1, two classifications, Jesus said, I am the, 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 the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Now, any branch in me that does not bear fruit, that's talking about backsliding, that stops bearing, he cuts away, cuts off, takes off, they get cut off. And the second classification, he cleanses and repeatedly prunes every branch that continues to bear fruit. Why? To make it stronger to make it bear more and richer and more excellent fruit. So family, the difference is that those who stop bearing fruit, who backslide, they are cut off from the life flow of Jesus. And they are ultimately destroyed. But those who remain connected, yes, they will go through challenges 
as they are being consistently pruned, but it only makes them stronger and more fruitful for God's glory and family. So many people we minister to who are Christians, they go through destructive things in their lives. And they come and they, they ask me, why? Why, Pastor Call? Why is this happening? But the real question is, how connected are you to God? How connected are you or were you to the protection, to the provision, to the health, to the life flow that only comes through the vital and, con and consistent connection with Jesus Christ? Were you living and dwelling in Him and His Word? Family, you can't blame God for the wrong things that happen in your life if He was never really even in the equation. It's so very simple at the end of the day, family. If you want the good, wonderful, overflowing and abundant life promised to you in John 10 verse 10, then you have to be vitally connected to the source of it all, and that is Christ. Family, if you consider your life and your life situations and circumstances and potentially where you have blamed God, is He really the problem? Or is it us who only want to connect to Him when it suits us? Do you get up each morning, make a little bit of a sacrifice and put Him first? Scripture says in Psalms 5 verse 3 in the NIV, In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, Lord, I lay my requests before you and wait expectantly. Family, do you acknowledge him first? Does he hear your voice in the morning? Or do you acknowledge your evil idol, your cell phone, and indulge in the pleasures of your flesh as you scroll through all the boasting pride, all the lusts on the, of the flesh and all the self-worship of those in your social media accounts. Who is first in your life? Do you pray to Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, firstly each morning before you go? Trusting Him for His guidance and direction as seen in Psalm 143 verse 8 in the ESV. Let me hear you, Lord, in the morning of your steadfast love. For in you I trust. Make me know the way that I should go. For to you I lift up my soul. Or family, are you your own Lord, that is so filled with pride that you don't even pray at all in the morning. You just do it your way because, listen, if you needed Him like I do, then surely you would be depending upon Him through prayer. Or do you expect Jesus Christ to follow you like a puppy dog and bless you in whatever you do? Who is your Lord and Savior? Does the Word of God take precedence in your life and remain in you day and night? As the scripture says in Psalms 119 verse 147 in the NRV, I rise early, Lord, before the sun is up. I cry out for help in your words, Bible scriptures. 
I even stay awake through the night thinking about your promised scriptures. Or is the word just an occasional Sunday reading? Family, I don't know about you, but this message is definitely convicting me. And I can and will make some improvements in my life because I want the fullness of the blessings to flow through me. I want all that Jesus Christ died for. And if he said that all I need to do is be vitally connected to him, then guess what? That's exactly what I am going to do. What about you? And family, yes, it's not easy, family. Just like Jesus struggled in the garden of Gethsemane, and he ultimately said, after struggling, Luke 22 verse 42 in the New Living Translation, yet... I want your will to be done, not my own. That's the heart we should have. Family, I want to give you a revelation that should really change your life. If you take hold of it, if you catch this, it'll change your life. You have to understand, to access the spiritual realm, it takes sacrifice. Everything is already been made available to us in the spiritual realm. But to access or transact from the spiritual realm, it takes sacrifice. Family, right through the Old Testament, everyone was required to bring sacrifices to the Lord in order to make a transaction from the spiritual realm. Even to, still to this day, the Satanists and the people in their cults are still making sacrifices to make those transactions. You can actually say that sacrifice is the currency of the spiritual realm. Family, this is crystal clear through scriptures and is made very obvious numerous times, but specifically in the account of Solomon, who had this very personal encounter with God in 2 Chronicles 1 verse 7 in the NIV. It says this, that night God appeared to Solomon and asked him, Solomon, ask whatever you want me to give you. Wow! Isn't that just amazing? So that night, Solomon initiated a transaction with the spiritual realm where he accessed wealth and he accessed wisdom that according to scripture will never ever be matched in the whole of history of mankind. So did God randomly just pitch up and make such an incredible offer to Solomon? Or what exactly initiated this response from God? We just go back one scripture or one passage in scripture and we read 2 Chronicles 1 verse 6 in the NLT. It says this, There in front of the tabernacle, Solomon went up to the bronze altar in the Lord's presence and sacrificed 1,000 burnt offerings on it. Family, it is great sacrifice, and it was his great sacrifice that accessed great blessings. And it was the greatest sacrifice of all through Jesus Christ that enabled the transaction with heaven for our forgiveness and the blessings says this Hebrews 10 verse 12 in the ESV but when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice 
for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. Now, family, we no longer need to sacrifice animals to access the blessings of God. But it still does take great sacrifice if we want to experience the blessings and that fruit that will glorify God in our lives. Family, it will take the sacrifice of abstaining from sin in this evil world. It'll take sacrifice to abstain from the lusts of our flesh. It'll take sacrifice for us to spend time with God and the things of God. It'll take sacrifice of prayer, sacrifice of praise and worship. It'll take a sacrifice of stepping out of our comfort zones and serving God. The sacrifice of making sure that we are constantly connected to the vine, constantly abiding in Christ. The sacrifice of fasting, family. The sacrifice of tithing and sowing. You've got to understand it is the level of our sacrifice in remaining connected to the vine that will determine the level of our breakthrough. The level of our connection will determine how much of the life flows in and through us and the fruit that will appear. Now again, I echo this fundamental scripture, family, Galatians 6 verse 7 NRV. Don't be deceived, family. God cannot be mocked. Whatever a man reaps, he sows. You must sow sacrifice to reap the blessings. There is no other way. Deuteronomy 30 verse 19, the New Living Translation. Today I have given you the choice. Today, that's for today. I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Whose choice is it? It's yours. It's mine. God says, now I call on heaven and earth to witness. Yes, the witnesses. I've got nothing to do with their choices. That's their choices. I have witnesses. I call heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life. Oh, that you would choose the blessings so that you and your precious descendants might live. Family, our lives and our destinies are determined by our choices. And every day, the choices we make will lead us either closer to death and, and curses or closer to life and the blessings. And the solution to all of our problems are as simple as connecting vitally to Jesus Christ. And if we don't do this, family, we have nobody to blame but ourselves. If our lives begin to wither and die and our fruit and everything we work for just shrivels up, that's not God's fault. Make no mistake, family. Jesus made it explicitly clear in John 15 verse 5 that we read in the Amplified Classic. He said this, Apart from me, Cut off from vital union with me. Listen, you and me can do nothing. Nothing. And we need to listen and just listen to the words of Jesus Christ. 
Family, He wants the best for us and He gave absolutely everything to make it available to us. He paid with His very own life by sacrificing the greatest sacrifice for that transaction to rescue us and to leave us with an incredible inheritance of blessings. And all we need to do is make some sacrifices, family. They may seem like much, but they are nothing in comparison to the consequences we will face if we don't. And they are nothing in comparison to the incredible blessings we access when we do. Family, we really need to choose family. And not waver in their choice, family. We can't divide our loyalty. We must put our faith once and for all in God alone. James 1 verse 6, the New Living Translation says this. When you ask God, when you make your mind up, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Don't, don't waver. For a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave that is just blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord, family. Family, I want to close this message and summarize it with this scripture, Joshua 24 verse 14 in the New Living Translation. Family, Fear the Lord and serve Him wholeheartedly. Put away forever the idols, all the idols that's taking precedence over God that you worship. Like those people that worship the idols that live beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. Serve the Lord alone. But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today who you will serve. Would you prefer the evil gods of your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates, anything else other than God? Or will it be gods of the Amorites in whose land you live? Who is it? Make up your mind. But as for me, family, and my family, we will serve the Lord God Almighty. Family, make a choice, family. Make a choice to choose Christ. Make a choice to make sacrifices. It's all there. It's all available for you. The choice is yours. You are the only one to blame if you do not experience everything that God has for us. But today, if you don't know Jesus... If you don't have a personal relationship with him, if you're not connected to the vine family, if you're not confident that if you have to die today, that you will be with Jesus, then you need to give your life to him. You need to be born again. And I want to give you that opportunity to get vitally connected to the vine. If that's you and you want to give your life to Jesus and you want to make a choice today, as for me, my household, I choose life, I choose blessings, I choose to make sacrifices and be a part of the vine, then pray this prayer with me. Say after me with a heart of faith to God. Say, Father, today I make a choice to make Jesus Christ 
the Lord of my life. No longer will I be on the throne of my life, but today I choose Jesus Christ. Lord, I repent of my sins. I know that I make mistakes. And with your help and your grace, I will turn away from my wicked lifestyle and turn to you, Jesus. Please forgive me. Please wash me with your precious blood. Make me new. Fill me with you, Lord Jesus. Fill me with your spirit. Place the seal on me, saying that I am yours. Help me, Lord Jesus, as I navigate through this life. Give me a desire to serve you. Give me a desire to know you. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Praise Jesus. If you've just prayed that prayer, welcome to the family of God. Leave a comment. Say that you have just given your life to Jesus. Make a public declaration of how good he is. And uh, we'll see you again real soon. We love you. God bless. Goodbye.